Moss. And I'm AJ Fenney. And this is Hippie Not Hippie. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 26 of Hippie Not Hippie. Yeah. We've got a very uh, special guest in studio today. We are joined by uh, local legend and comedian John Hippie Man Novus. Uh, <laughs> Going to be a pretty easy guest today, I think. Yeah, but I, I think what's fun is to figure out how deep the hippie runs into John Hippie Man Novus. Yeah, you maybe, know? maybe we can catch him. Yeah, maybe maybe he'll take us by surprise, and maybe by the end we'll be like, you know what? Uh, he's kind of a hard rock guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. John yeah. is less hippie. He's more metal now. I may not be a hippie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what do you have going on, Zach? Uh, I will be headlining Comedy Works June 8th, and then I'm also very excited. Uh, Memorial Day weekend, we will be doing four live shows at yeah. the Vail Comedy Festival. Vail Comedy Festival. So check those out. They're going to be great. How about you, AJ? Uh, well, this weekend, May 19th and 20th, I'll be at the Denver Comedy Lounge. And on top of our live podcast, I'll also be performing at the uh, Vail Comedy Festival May 26th through the 28th. So, yeah, come see the Hippie Not Hippie boys up there. And then John is going to be headlining Comedy Works. South or downtown? South. South Club. Yeah. On May 24th. That's a Wednesday. Yep. So that's exciting. Uh, and then I'm doing the Boulder Comedy Festival, which is June yeah. 21st through the 25th. Yeah, I've doubled down on that. I've got the, I think we might be doing a show together. Yeah. And then also the South Dakota, the Black Hills Comedy Festival. Yeah. No, that's going on the same weekend, so get tickets for that. And also, John has a great special out on YouTube called Jokes I Can Only Tell Here. Uh, check check that special out on YouTube. It is about to hit a million views. So yeah, bam, 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 almost at a million views. That's amazing. Man. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah. So now, all those views. How many listens do you think? <laughs> <laughs> well, you look. At, not, not many. They're just like, let's put this on in the background. Yeah. I just like watching this guy wiggle around <laughs> yeah. on stage. Exactly. Well, yeah, and uh, no, it's a great album, and you can purchase that too on Amazon, iTunes. I'm guessing all the yeah. all the places. Yeah, for so sure. yeah, pick yeah. up a copy of that. But also, uh, before we get started, I just want to give another shout out to uh, Wally Wallace at the Chief. They dropped our episode this morning, uh, giving us a big thank you. Um, yeah, it was wonderful to be able to do the live podcast out there. And again, a shout out to the Stony Girls, um, still supporting the podcast extremely well. Yeah, and shout out to everyone who chimed in on the uh, Sploof versus Zoop versus yeah. Doob Tube. This would be a good one for John. Yeah. John, did you ever have, uh, did you ever hide? Well, first of all, I should ask, do you, do you smoke marijuana? Yes, I do smoke marijuana. Okay. <laughs> did you ever have to hide it? Oh yeah, what yeah. was your uh, what was your way of hiding the the smoke? I would hide it. I had like a uh, <coughs> suit jacket that I would wear if I ever went to church, which I I was raised <laughs> Catholic, and I was not into Catholicism. But every once in a while, like on the holidays and stuff, I would go, you know, when I still lived at home, and so I hid my weed in that pocket on the inside of the coat. Oh, so it was a, you looked all business. 
yeah, it was business in the front, but weed in that pocket. Yeah. How would you hide the smell? Well, I'd just double bag and, you know. If you were smoking, though. Yeah. Oh, like, if I was smoking? Did you ever use, like, the tube that you blew through? Yeah, there was that. I never put in a fabric sheet, but I would you try just, to blow it out the window. Okay. Just through the tube? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just, down periscope. It, was, it would give you that extra, you know. Length, Yeah. <laughs> But I was real careful, too. I mean, I would go, you know, i tell my mom I was going to go for a walk and then walk outside and smoke and walk long enough to where. Yeah. Down know, by the river. Down by the river, I just yeah. love the fact that you had, like, an HVAC tube <laughs> running out of your bedroom window. <laughs> so that was actually my – so the, the Zoob worked all right, but what I found and what my buddy turned me on to is he had, like, a hole where they had drilled – through by his window for the cable to come in. Oh, wow, yeah. And he ran a piece of, like, fish pump tubing <laughs> right, out yeah. of that hole, and then we would smoke one-hitter bong rips, so we would just light up. You'd cash the whole bowl. Yeah. You, know, that, you had to cash the whole bowl so there was no smoke coming off the bowl. You know, suck it all in. Yeah. Suck it through down into the water so there's no smoke that came off, and then you would blow it out that fish tube. And... I came up, I did the same thing. I had an elaborate system. Yeah. But then, like, one time, like, we were smoking, and his mom just, like, came, like, barging in, like, I was out working in the flower beds, and I just see smoke coming out of the wall of my house. And (laughs) She's just getting high as hell. She's like, I I thought there was a fire. Did you have a name for these tubes, though? No? No, I didn't have a name for them. Just just the extender? I was waiting for you to be like, I just just called it. Yeah, Doug. Doug. Doug, Doug, my escape buddy. So, yeah, I think the uh, winner, though, for the term, and this, we got these from all over the place, but. uh, What was the most common? I remember Doob Tube a lot, and I grew up in and around Kansas City. Have you ever heard that term before, John? Yeah, I've heard Doob Tube before. Well, Doob Tube, when I I think of that, it's like what I keep my joints in. That's what I thought. Oh, so yeah, that that's what, that is what we used. They don't stink, but, I mean, we had so many names come in. But some of them were wild. Yeah, somebody was like, we call them Popes. Uh, I've never heard Bounce of Bounce Tube. Bounce, oh, because of the bounce fabric The fabric softener, softener the dryer sheets. We had uh, Flavor Row. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> flavor Row? Flavor roll. Flavor roll. Yeah. Let me see that flavor roll. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, flavor roll was out of uh, SoCal in the late 90s. We had something uh, called a dut-dut. A dut-dut? It's what it sounds like when you tap the person next to take it from you. That's from from Virginia. Uh, Smoke Buddy is a very common one, and that's what uh, the people that made it People made like them and sell them as a product. They call them Smoke Buddy, which I think they... Yeah, that sounds like a brand. Uh, Jay Dizzle for Rizzle said uh, Incognitro. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that was out of uh, Northwest Pennsylvania. And uh, here is one of my favorites. Uh, We call it a Bob Dole. <laughs> wow. Which uh, Bob Dole? I was like, you must be from Kansas, and they were like, "Yep, Wichita, <laughs> Wichita." Yeah, a smoke you later. Um, a boof, which 
I don't. Uh, boof doesn't work. Boof yeah, doesn't boof work. Is, boof is boof is usually booty stuff. Yeah, that's boofing. <laughs> yeah, somebody immediately responded. That's something else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If hey, do you want a boot? Like someone was trying to get you to do something, and they're like, "Oh no, we just call this a boof. Let's go back to yeah. my place." Uh, we had some variants on sploof. Someone's like a spleef. S P L E E F, and I was like, "Oh, so somebody learned what a spleef was from somebody else, forgot what it was called, went home and called it a spleef." Yeah, it was like, uh, someone also called it a spliff, and I was like, "That's a joint with tobacco, but, right?" Uh, whatever. Um, then we also we've had we had a few booths, uh, bong buster. I mean, I guess the bong buster makes sense, but well, John, what do you this. think? The boof would definitely cover up the smell. (laughs) 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 But how do you cover up the smell of the boof? (laughs) Well, you just say, I'm having a problem up here. Yeah, we had someone from lower Alabama tell me a squeeb. A squeeb? Yeah, S-Q-E-E-B. Yeah, you don't even need a U after the Q in a squeeb. Wow. We used to have a squib, which was a, a rubber frisbee we'd play. Yeah. Oh, wow. Someone said a bedroom buddy, and I'm like, that sounds like that, a sex toy. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like something you get to boof. Uh, the friendly neighbor. Exactly. The friendly neighbor. That's a what an adorable one. Uh, yeah, and then uh, fuzzy bunny is another one. That also sounds like a, an, a late night bedroom toy. The dojo. Uh, that's kind. I kind of like that one. That's, yeah, that's from the Duluth area. Um, and then, gosh, what else? A foofer. <laughs> that sounds inappropriate. Yeah. Yeah. We have just an oob. Uh, we have a zoob tube. Zoob tube makes that, that sounds good. It's very common. A new uh, tip that I hadn't heard is somebody's like, if you use those 3MP100 mask filters, they eliminate all the smell. So Whoa. kids, I think, up the game during the pandemic where they're like, hey, what if I take these masks and put so, those over the wh- tube so and fabric softener? Let's let's put a pin in that, and maybe we can get some of these masks and test this theory. Yeah, and Yakima, it's a silencer. Crache uh, uh, puff in French, which we had some people chime in from, yeah. uh, from Quebec and up in Canada. Crochet poof. Crochet poof. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's a proper pronunciation. A, a, a crochet poof? Yeah, and poufé. Uh, Merci and then, beaucoup, poufé. And then, yeah, we had another floofer. <laughs> <laughs> floofer sounds like a guy who works in porn somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. And then I like how somebody just goes, we call it an asshole. <laughs> so... Wow. Yeah. Thanks for everybody who chimed in on that. Uh, yeah. We that also one... realized that a schnuli is not a Swedish word. It is uh, German, actually, in, in origin. A schnuli, so. huh? That well, was yeah, what that Emma... was what Emma called them. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, uh, you know. Wow. Yeah. A lot of people. A lot of people. Chiming a lot of, in. A lot of wild stuff this week. We had some interesting interactions with, uh, with people. Yeah. Dude, so... There's a guy that I think is in some sort of Grateful Dead gang so or mafia. Yeah. I don't want to. I mean, he may hear this. I don't want to get he too far into it. He may kill us. If we die, it might yeah. be this guy. Yeah. But he, I will say, like, it was, the first message he sent was kind of cryptic. And I was like, oh, no. And so I just kind of let into it. 
to he, find out what it was. He has, instead of a teardrop on his face, he has a Grateful Dead thunderbolt. Like a 13-point bolt on his face. Wow. And uh, he didn't tell me the whole story. I wanted to know what happened and uh, how he got it. But Who I, he killed. Right, yeah. There was a big thing that went viral, I guess, because someone posted the picture and said he received it from killing a kid on fish lot. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, dude. And he's like, it was just a joke. But he goes, it caused a lot of problems in my life. And I'm like, more than just the face tattoo? <laughs> yeah. Like, but he did send me a picture of like where he was living when he, he was an OG dead guy. And that was wild. Like he had a hut. I mean, I think he was up in probably Arcadia or something like that. Yeah. I'll probably see him at the Savage Henry comedy festival here this fall. So I think I've probably seen that guy. Yeah. Godspeed, my friend. Yeah. That is an area. Yeah. Like when I'm just walking around there, I've had people like just pull up next to me and be like, I know what the fuck you did. Fuck you, you son of a bitch. Where is this? And I'm like, what the fuck? In California? Yeah. Like that's up near Humboldt where people are like still growing pot somewhat illegally. And like you accidentally step on their property and it's bad news. Yeah. So I don't know. I actually, after that, I Googled, is there an organized crime element to the Grateful Dead? And, uh, I came across a big FBI file on it, so I yeah I, <laughs> I'm going to report back on this, but I'm doing a little research. But uh, seems like there might be a not so happy hippie side. Of- no, there there was. I, I kind of brought that up uh, when I was talking back and forth because he was kind of going this and that, and I think he was not exactly pleased with how lighthearted I was making the dead culture sound. And I know there's a dark side. I mean, I had a friend. I'd seen a lot of stuff on lot. I saw a guy who ripped a bunch of people off, tied up to a pole, then had a note on him that said, dose me. And that's it. Like nobody on, nobody took that guy off. What the fuck? Yeah. Um, they tied him to a pole and then he had a note that said, do- was dose he, me. Was he conscious? Uh, he was out of his mind. Like, I don't know, but it was just one of those things where it's like, you don't mess with it. It's basically like, like imagine a mafia guy putting someone somewhere and you're like, I should help that guy. And then you're like, I probably shouldn't help that guy. I should probably just keep myself together. But, and I had a friend also, like some people, there was heavy drugs being used at certain points. I had a friend who passed out, lost his shoes and woke up the next day and he passed out of the wrong camp, I believe. And someone had tattooed on the bottom of his feet, fuck shoes. Wow. That happened to me, man. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's a story there, John. (laughs) Well, I was that guy. I uh, passed out. They, you know, dosed me real heavy. And then uh, I passed out, woke up with, you know, a tattoo that said, fuck shoes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just making shit up. That's not true. But. We probably dive in here, John. Just let's go back. And uh, what is your earliest memory of hippies or hippie culture? Wow. Well, excuse me. I'm pretty damn old. I'll say that. I'm in my 60s. So my earliest memory, I mean, like, I don't know if you would consider the Beatles hippies. I mean, I don't think, I think at first when they, that first album, the like, I want to hold your hand, Uh all of that shit. It was if I remember, Revolver, Rubber Soul was when it all yeah. started to turn. And then uh, Magical Mystery Tour and Sgt. Pepper, they were already. Right. And I mean, I I remember like <clears throat> when they came in to Red Rocks in oh, 1964. Wow. Did you see that show? No, because I was like 
I was nine years old. Okay. But I remember that. But I would say that my earliest memory of hippies was Vietnam, the war and the protests. You were in Vietnam? No. Oh, because you were nine. Well, I was, the war ended in like 1973, I think, something like that. And so I was like 17 years old. When I was 15, I was really sweating it. Like, am I going to fucking get drafted and stuff? Yeah. Uh, But then by the time I was 17, the war was winding down. And I knew, you know, like I was in the last lottery, but they used to do a draft lottery, you know? How often were people getting pulled? Well, I mean, fuck. I'll bet you from like, I don't know when they started the lottery, but say from like 1965 to 1970, they were fucking taking a lot of people, man. Really? You had people that you knew that got pulled out? My cousin went, and he came back. I knew a few people, you know, that were, like, friends with my sister and brother who were a little bit older than me. And can I ask without if, – if this is too much, you don't have to answer, but how'd your – you said your cousin got pulled? Uh-huh. When he came back, how was he? He – I mean, he was okay. I, it definitely, you know, changed him, but it, he wasn't, like, at least around family and stuff. I didn't feel like, you know – heavy-duty PTSD or something. Yeah, where in Canada were you planning on going if you got selected? (laughs) It was so funny because I was really thinking about that. You know, I I would have tried to get a college deferment first. Yeah. And then if I couldn't do that, I probably would have gone to, uh, I don't know, man, Calgary. And and that's that's how it worked though is like if you got into college and you were going to school it lessened your chances in the lottery or yeah I think it gave you like if as long as you stayed in school and I could be wrong on this but I think as long as you stayed in college you had a deferment where you they they couldn't draft you right wonder there's a lot of people that were like I'm gonna be a lawyer or a <laughs> yeah. doctor they're yeah. like the four years are yeah. about up and Vietnam's still yeah. going on they're like you know what I'm gonna yeah. Get my master's or my doctorate. I wonder if there was a increase in higher education in that. I bet there was. There yeah. probably was, but that was probably my earliest memory. And then, like, I mean, and where were you? Was it the protests or the protests? Yeah, because like, and I grew up in Boulder. Okay, Colorado, yeah. And so they, the students, actually closed like the the intersection of Baseline and Broadway, protesting. And when I was in high school, like. At Boulder High, when I was like maybe sixteen, like a junior in high school, the protesters you, marched you to went, high school. You went to Boulder High. Yeah, that's how a lot of people. <laughs> that's how a lot of people get there. <laughs> that's how a lot of people end up there. That's that's a joke right out of my act. I'm yeah, no, I was like, I was like, up. I'm gonna set it up <laughs> and see if he see up. if he knocks yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember that, and then music wise, I mean, I was well, I was a fan of the British Invasion for sure. But then, like, I remember, you know, Jefferson Airplane and The Dead. I was never a big Dead fan, but I saw him twice. I saw The Grateful Dead twice. Wow. Where at? In Folsom Field. Okay. So you saw the original with Jerry. Yeah. And I saw Warren Zevon open for them. I don't remember what year that was, but that was fucking great, too. Yeah, Warren Zevon. Oh, wow. Nice. Is he doing The Werewolf? I don't know. I Probably. <laughs> and he has so many great songs. That was his only hit. Yeah. Right. Werewolves in London. Yeah. The album that's his hair was, was perfect. <laughs> so 
were were you a hippie in high school? Were you part of the protest? Were you in, involved? I mean, I you know, I've got the long hair. Excuse me. <coughs> I've got the long hair, and I always did. So I guess I don't know. It's hard to define hippie, you know. Right. Right. But yeah, I was definitely well, against the war. And what year were you uh, going into high school? I went into high school like 1970, and I graduated in 80. No, I graduated. <laughs> <laughs> I stayed a while. I graduated in 73. Okay, so you were in Boulder. So you graduated the year before Naropa showed up. Oh, yeah. I think, I, right? I think so, yeah. I don't remember when they showed up, but. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they rode in on a bus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Said, ah, here's these Naropa guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, Yeah. And then it's funny because I one of the campuses just closed. It was like right across the street from where I live. From the uh, the Naropa? Naropa? Yeah. Yeah, are they going under? I don't know. I, don't, it's, I, I should look into it as a Naropa alumni. I don't think they're going under, but I think that they just probably scaled back after the pandemic, you know? Yeah, it was tough. Well, they did a lot of online stuff. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people are like, you know what? We don't even have to have a classroom to scam people out of money. <laughs> you know what? We can just do it over the internet. This is reducing overhead by a lot. Yeah, we, we can sell the real estate and put it into more ads. Yeah. No. Uh, so did you have friends that were uh, were obviously considered hippies? It's it's interesting at the time that you grew up because it, it was also kind of popular culture, right? Bell yeah. bottoms and oh, tie-dye sure. and yeah, things there like was that. All of that. And when I was in high school, there was like, I mean, I guess you could say there were three cliques or three factions. There was, you know, for lack of a better term, the hippies, the jocks, and then cowboys, you know, but I wasn't no, ever because it's like, still kind of Midwestern out here. Well, yeah, and I mean... There's still was, ranches around Boulder. Yeah, and I mean, in 73, it wasn't developed like it was now, yeah. you know? Um, and it, then there was another high school in Boulder called Fairview, and we called them the Fairview Farmers because they were considered... Like rural? Out in the country, yeah. So um, you rolled you rolled with the hippies, though? Yeah, I rolled with, with the hippies. Wow, I got to turn my phone off. How unprofessional. Oh, no. But I did. I rolled with the hippies. And um, so technically the definition of a hippie is being a part of a counter culture. Okay. And it sounds like you were a part of a counter culture in high school. Were you smoking pot in high school? Well, that's interesting. Um, yeah, but I waited. You didn't inhale? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking Bill Clinton showed me how to smoke. And I go, this sucks, man. No, I, um, I waited until... You could go to Canada to get a poof. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, I'm not going to boof this, you guys. Um, no, I smoked. The first time I ever smoked was between my junior and senior year. And before that, all my friends were smoking. Yeah. And there was peer pressure and shit, but it never worked with me. You know, I was like, oh, I'll do it when I yeah. feel like I'm ready. So then we went on a camping trip and that was the first time I smoked. I was like 17. And, um, did you get it? Did you get stoned the first time you smoked? Yeah, I oh, got yeah. really high, and we were going on, we were going west on I seventy, and there's some sort, and we weren't even that far out of fucking Denver, and um, 
there's a sign that says Salt Lake City. I think it was like a turnoff or something said how far. And I'm like, are we coming up on Salt Lake City? <laughs> <laughs> we were going to fucking Salt Lake City, man. That's how I knew I was high. We started laughing. But yeah, I got high for yeah, sure. I don't think did I... You, did like, you smoke a joint or... Joint. Yeah. Yeah, I, I tried it at, a, I think, 11. And I don't remember getting much. I remember having fun, but it was also the risk. I don't think right. I... And then in freshman year, stuff like that, I kept getting pressured by some friends that were doing it. I don't think I actually smoked pot until mine was sophomore year. Around the around that time, I started trying to smoke pot, and then I took acid. Wow. When did you take acid for the first time, John? See, and th- and that's interesting because, you know. It's hard to remember. Hippie, not hippie, no. But you I nev- just remember. You never took it? I did. I took it like four or five times. But this guy came up to me after a show one night and said, how many times did you do acid? And I said, I don't know, four or five times. And he's like, you're not really a hippie. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> I swear, man. I mean, I do consider that a very low amount of times yeah. taking acid. That is funny, like four or five times. And he goes, if if he was just like, you're not a real hippie, you should have touched him and be like, I don't think you're real. Yeah, <laughs> and he would go, I stand corrected. But, uh, yeah, I just, I never really liked tripping that much. Um, I did it like it was in the seventies for sure. I mean, maybe, maybe 1980, but I, I'd say that I did acid like four or five times from the time I was maybe 19 to 23 or something like that. Was it paper? Art? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was water paper. paper. Yeah. Do you remember the art? No, I no. don't remember the art. Okay. Um, I just remember the last time I did it, I was with a really good friend in Lyons. We were visiting some friends in Lyons, Colorado at their house and we all took acid. Oh, I was like, I in the Lyons? Yeah, Man, like, he's really tripping hard. Yeah. <laughs> we're inside a Lyons. We're at the yeah. zoo. <laughs> like, this is the last time I'm doing this shit, I'll tell you. Oh, that. is that the Tiger you, King? You, you distract it while I go inside. Yeah. <laughs> Open your jaw, big kitty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be crazy, but... You'd be John the Lion Man. Yeah. But anyway, we tripped for like six hours or whatever, and then we were getting ready to go back to Boulder, and my buddy was driving, and I i mean, I thought I said it innocently, but he took it the wrong way. I was like, are you good to drive? And he, oh, and he fu- got offended? He got fucking mad. He got wow. really mad. And so then I'm still tripping some, and That's, we're, we're driving back from Lyons. Because you're like, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I wasn't. I knew I wasn't, yeah. So then uh, it was... Didn't say a fucking word in the car. Oh, dude, that tension. The whole way, all the way back, because I pissed off my friend. You can, tripping is such a weird thing, because set and setting I find to be so important. Like, it only takes one thing to make it go weird. Yeah. And then if you're, you have a good, it takes something else to pull you out of it, but you can get stuck in the muck for a while. I remember tripping with my buddy Derek, and he was driving around, and it started coming on, and I always get pretty quiet because there's always an internal point where I always call it the internal scientist that's going, okay, what's going on? How long is this going to be? How far are we going in? And I just looked up at the clouds and it was beautiful, but I saw skeletons ripping what looked like human flesh. <laughs> and I was like, oh no. I was like, this is going to be rough. And then I just started laughing and it was like one of the best trips ever. That's cool. Yeah. You got to, you got to fucking calm yourself down yeah. sometimes. Meanwhile, my buddy David, he was, even we were looking at the clouds, he's like, dude, it's just a bunch of, it's like a bunch of dicks. And it's just all dicks. And they're like, it's dicks, they're coming down. On me. I, I was like, and if it starts raining, man, it's like dick juice. Like, I can't have it. <laughs> Meanwhile, there, a friend of his just kept going, 
you're gay. You're gay, man. <laughs> you get way too many dicks in this guy. <laughs> I, I did acid one time at this friend's house, and I, I used to drive a 1967 Barracuda, man. Like a was, fish? Yeah. <laughs> I drove it into a lion. Barracuda. <laughs> but, ooh. <laughs> but um, I did this acid at my friend's house, and right after I took it, man, you know how you feel like when you're catching a cold? I was like, yeah. fuck. I'm catching, and I mean, it was literally like 15 minutes after I ate this acid. So then I was just like, I got to ride this out. And so, I mean, I was it, the trip was okay and stuff. And when I finally left, I was still high, but I was good enough to drive. And I'm driving home, and we lived, I lived, uh, my roommates and I had a house at the top of this hill, 19th Street Hill, and you had to make a left. And I'm driving home, and this fucking barracuda is just <laughs> chugging it. I'm like, oh, no. And, <laughs> I'm still high, and I get to the top of the hill just barely, and it fucking dies, and I make the turn onto the street, and I can't get it started. And my roommate was this guy named Barry, who I still... Barry Barracuda? Barry Barracuda. I came home and woke him up at like 3 in the morning. I go, dude, my fucking car is, you know, down the block. And he goes, I'll get it going. And we got up. He got it going, man. And I drove it home, got it home, like that two blocks. And then I spent like three days on the couch, just sick as a fucking dog. Ah. Man, that's tough. Yeah. Well, uh, I think we've got a little bit of the history covered here. We do. I got the, a. I got a couple personal questions. The origin story. <laughs> uh, or John. Yeah, or John. Or John. Or John. Wow. Um, John, do you get into? Did you, or have you ever gotten into like crystals or anything like that? Um, no, not not really. I mean, I've had a couple people give me some crystals. It's funny. It's funny you should mention that because this is not another not a real pretty story. But <laughs> <laughs> the origin is dark. Yeah, man. No, but when I was I was married for almost eleven years, and my wife gave me this big piece of quartz that I kept for a long time. But after we got divorced, I mean, I didn't do it immediately, but I was like, fuck, I'm donating this thing. <laughs> I got rid of it. Where'd you donate it to? The trash? <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I should have. Fucking divorce courts? <laughs> <just like, laughs> I buried it I under the of, ground and I, all the trees had died. Yeah. But as soon as I got out of divorce court, I was looking at my divorce courts yeah. and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> divorce courts? That's fucking hysterical, man. Divorce courts. No, but you know what else I did was I just we had I had a gold band uh, when we were married, and so once my divorce was final, I went to this park, Eben G. Fine Park, and it was in the fall because um, we got I don't know when it was final, but it was in September. And one more time, where is the gold buried? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm gonna tell you <laughs> next to the courts. I'm gonna tell you. Um, but yeah, I went, and there was Boulder Creek is running through there. And so I'm like, I'm gonna throw this ring in the river. My friends were like, you should, you should hawk it. That's know? some Lord of the Rings Dude. shit. <laughs> <laughs> My precious. But one ring to ruin yeah. them all. I the mean, ring is guiding me towards <laughs> quartz. <laughs> the ring. You put the quartz in the ring. <laughs> but you know, when we well, the, we forgot to tell you about the weird voice. Yeah, that's cool. I thought I was on acid again. Man. 
But no, the quartz, I think I just donated to Goodwill. But the ring, it cost 80 bucks when we got it. So my friends were like, you should take it to a pawn shop. And I go, what am I going to get, 20, 30 bucks maybe? And it was worth it to me, man. So I'm sitting at the bank of this river waiting for a sign to throw it in. And this fucking leaf just floats down, hits the water. I'm like, good enough for me, man. Boom. <laughs> threw it in. And that, you know, I was glad. I, I didn't. Was that get... 2013 when all the floods happened? No, that was that was a long time ago. That was like 1996. It was when Bill Clinton taught me how to smoke weed. Oh. <laughs> so you so you threw it oh, into the I threw it into in Boulder, Boulder Creek. Creek. Yeah. And what was the fine park? What was the reasoning you had behind throwing it into nature? It was just like closure, you know. Okay. Like I mean, I'm not well, I wouldn't say it like fuck this whole relationship cuz no, it no, was no. good, but yeah. but I just yeah, it felt like the end of a chapter, so did you jump in there too? Did you wash yourself clean? <laughs> no, I, I was Bathe already in the clean. river of mistake. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I would get in those even back then, man. There was still a lot of people that were doing some weird shit in that river. I think you know what I mean. I don't know. Oh yeah, so you like when you see all these kids like tubing in the Boulder Creek, you're like, oh, they're gonna get something. Yeah, sometimes I feel that way. Yeah, I feel that way by the. Whatever that is, Cherry Creek or whatever, down by oh. the Comedy Works. Oh man. well, that's documented that there's tons of E. coli there. But yeah. I think Boulder Creek is still and the, the safe the, publicly, right? Or do they do they tell people not to get in there? I don't know. That's a good question. But <clears throat> I'll say this: there's a lot of, I mean, I don't know any other way to say it. There's a lot of homeless people that spend a lot of time by the creek. Yeah. So you know the the Platte River right there at Confluence. Oh, that's Platte. Yeah, that's it's Platte. it's brutal. Where they built the uh, yeah. the waves and stuff. Like they made an announcement. The the levels of E. coli were not like it yeah. was astronomical. Yeah. One one year before, you know, uh, everybody knew everything because of the internet or whatever. My friends and I were going to go to Elitch's for um, I think it was my buddy's birthday or my birthday, and we went there and they were like sixty dollars, and we're like, fuck that. We had our seats on and we just walked down there yeah. and just bought beers and hung out and like we called it free liches. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just boot scoot in the turd water. Yeah, we're like, oh, so we can spend $180 or we can go buy $50 worth of booze and just go to free liches. So we went to free liches all day. And I remember the whole time that I was in there, every time I would step, it would. <laughs> Man, it would feel weird under your feet. There's a oh, lot of squish. weird, yeah. weird That's stuff. That's poop. You're, you're like, well, every time you step, you're just like, ooh, I'm glad that's not a needle. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. like, then, yeah, there's people doing drugs down there, too. So I don't know. I know this isn't accurate, but in my in my mind, when you're like, there are people doing drugs under there, there's people under the water going, here we go. <laughs> yeah. I can breathe longer now. Yeah. <laughs> my gills are coming in. <laughs> But yeah, it's Turd River now. Turd River. Yeah. Yeah, more like peeliches. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know what's weird too? I mean, I, I'm a bus rider. I take public transit. And the public restrooms are fucking closing because people are going in there and doing drugs. And then they close yeah. them. So if I ever get busted peeing outside, that's going to be my defense. <laughs> is the, you know, meth heads took over the bathrooms and there's no place... To piss publicly now. 
So you've you've had to do a, a lot of outside peeing because of this lately, right? I've done some outside peeing. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to brag, but I'm pretty good. I don't know what the statute of limitations is on outside peeing, but I have done some, yeah, for sure. I've always thought that that's one of the most ridiculous laws that Denver has is that supposedly if you get caught peeing outside, you're a sex offender. Yeah. I don't think that's just Denver. That's a lot of places. But that's crazy. It know? it is like it's. I mean, I get it if you were peeing in front of a playground. Yeah. Or yeah. yeah. If you were like, if you're showing your dick to kids, then you get it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> right. You're showing your dick to kids. And then when the cops roll up, you start peeing because you're like, no, I was just peeing. Check out this stream, Billy. Yeah. <laughs> That's a little. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty dark today. I, guess. <laughs> I just like Jack going. Check out this, check out this stream, Billy. Yeah. Oh, that happened when I was when I was a kid. I uh, there was a guy that was drunk, and I think he just pulled over and walked up to our fence and whipped it out and started peeing. Like at school or at at school, and then just like got in his car and drove away. And wow. it was like it was a big deal though, because everybody was like, "What did that guy just? Did that guy just explain every? You know?" And they How didn't have cameras or anything. Wow. I, you know, it was like elementary school, so like wow. second or third grade. That's wild. But uh, the worst that ever happened, I was 14, and uh, I was sitting in this parking lot. My mom was at the optometrist at the mall, and I was sitting there, and this guy in this truck, like, kept, like, he would, like, drive in front and, like, stop and, like, stare at me. Was he kind of giving you a show? And then he would, and then he would, like, drive around, and then he'd come back, and I'm like, what the fuck is this guy doing? And then... Trying to get uh, the you. The guy pulls get up. You a little peep. He pulls up and then he opens the door and gets out. He doesn't have pants on. He's full hard. Oh, He's just dude. looking at me, just jerking. <clears throat> and right as he does that, my mom comes out of the optometrist. I'm like, Mom, that guy's fucking jerking off. You know, and like <laughs> she's like, This is the guy who's babysitting you. Yeah. <laughs> well, so then we hopped in our car and tried to chase down the jerker. Oh, but wow. he had a very like identifiable truck with like it was like a purple custom painted truck with like a decal on the side with a so, big dick that said i so, jerk all day so we gave a description to the cops but i was just like i mean it was weird because it like it wasn't i thought it was hilarious like i'm like that guy's jerking off to yeah. me like what the fuck you know but i get you know it's pretty fucked up we were on but. an art trip in high school and i just remember the bus pulling up to the art uh the art museum and they're kind of given the breakdown of what to do and not to do and somebody looked out the window and we just heard a, a girl scream and we were like, what's going on? And a, a construction worker had just decided to take a lunch break. And after his lunch, he must have had extra time. So we just laid down in his chair working one off. Oh, man. Wow. Was he still wearing his helmet, his construction helmet? God, I hope so. I don't remember. <laughs> I didn't look, but. Uh... Oh, wow. Yeah, dude. Fucking. Uh, they're like, uh, here's this is a art dick. This is a sexual assault day. <laughs> right. It's hard to tell the difference here. It is on right. art pro, on art land. Yeah. No, that's just called construction worker jerking off in chair number five. Right. <laughs> it's, it's performance art. Yeah. Is yeah. it happening in a Ford? No, that guy's supposed to be there. There was a guy who would jerk off on the Wi-Fi of the coffee shop. Wait, what? So when... I lived over, I used to live behind a coffee shop and there is an alley between me and this coffee shop. And there's this guy that would just jerk off to the Wi-Fi 
at the coffee shop. God. In the coffee shop? No, he would pull his car into the alley. What? <laughs> and use oh. the Wi-Fi from the coffee shop to jerk off to his laptop in his car. And the guy caught him. And he was like, he's like, yeah, man, Zach, I just don't know what to do, man. Like, he's a really good customer. <laughs> and he's like, I don't know. Do I really care if he's like jerking off in the alley in his car, you know? Like, and I was just like, yeah, that's a that's a tough call, Dude, you know? I've been on the road in a couple of hotels where the Wi-Fi in my room won't work. And you go down to the desk and it's so hard to have that conversation where you're like, hey, the Wi-Fi is not working. And they're like, just use the one in the lobby. And you're just like, no. Okay. <laughs> you can't do that. Like, what if I was like, all right, it's just unbuckle. Yep. yep. You're like, does the door lock? Yeah. yeah. Can you shut the front door? I need about seven minutes. <laughs> if, I, if I don't get into a search spiral. Oh, man. Well, uh, yeah. Well, I, I think it's weird jerking off in a car. I mean, I get jerking off, but yeah, that just seems, I mean, it makes me wonder. What's the rest of that guy's story? He can't do it. Maybe he gets off jerking off in a car. I don't know. Maybe it's, I don't, I don't know. know. I had a I, I had a weird situation one time in Iowa at a rest stop. I had to pee really bad. And I went in. This bothered me immensely. I go in. There's a guy next to me. He gets, there's three things. No one else is in there, just him and I. And he goes right next to me. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to not act weird about this, you know, be homophobic. And then- I kind of start looking over because I get a weird feeling. Dude is full hard. And he's just kind of leaned over so that I can see it. And I was like, oh, no. God damn it. What is happening? So I leave. At a urinal? At a urinal. At a, it's like a rest stop on the highway. And the worst part about it for me was I walked out. He's got a minivan. It's He was driving. There's his wife and all these kids. And I got in the car and told Marciana. I was like, that guy's going to have a rough run. What? How How was it? Oh, it was tasty. No, uh, what? What are you asking? How was what? How was the hog? Yeah. Did I don't. <laughs> I know that it was. I know that it was fully engorged. Like I know it was really hard. And the dude, like, because the thing is, is like, it's one thing if you have like a pee boner. I guess it's one thing. But this dude was kind of like trying to act like he wasn't showing it, but then obviously kind of opened up a little Explain bit. Explain what a pee boner is for those in our audience that don't know. You never woken up? I mean, I know what it is, but okay. I, a pee boner is like when you wake up and you got a boner and you're, it's <laughs> full of pee. I guess I don't know. It's like the first. See, here's pee. what I've always wondered: is the boner because of the pee, or is the pee because of the boner? <laughs> <laughs> John, do you do you want to chime in on pee boners? Yeah, I'm ready to talk about pee boners. I uh, <laughs> I did a study on pee boners uh, my junior year, and. Um, you know, the two are unrelated. <laughs> you heard it you heard it here first, people. P bones, fake news. <laughs> so um you've been a vegetarian for for a very long time. Yeah, I'll bet you I've been a vegetarian for probably twenty eight years, maybe thirty years. I'm I've never been a vegan, but I'm I've been a vegetarian for that long. It was this health reasons or it was just like moral. in um, Pulp Fiction when Samuel L. Jackson's character goes, "If if you're a lady's a vegetarian, you know you're a vegetarian too." I'm paraphrasing what he said, but that was the reason why I got married uh, to Lynn, my ex-wife. We lived together for like four years before that, 
before I got married. Yeah. Excuse me. And then I was just like, at first I was fixing, you know, separate meals and shit. And I go, this is stupid. I'm just going to, you know, become a vegetarian. So I became a vegetarian. We were married for like 11 years. And after I divorced, uh, I just kept being a vegetarian. I liked it. Did you, did you notice any type of, uh, inner like health changes once you stopped eating meat Mm -hmm. or no real difference? It was a long time ago. I, I don't remember any real difference, but it was funny because my mother was still alive then, and she was always concerned about my protein. You know? Yeah. And I even did a joke about, you know, where people always say, where do you get your protein from? I'm like, that's a rude question. To ask yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, but I, I do think it did, you know, make a difference. Uh, I just don't remember an actual physical change where I was like, wow. But now, so vegetarian, but you still eggs? Yeah, I'll eat eggs. I like to go out for breakfast. Ovo lacto. Yeah, um, yeah, there you go. Um, or I go, I'm lacto ovo, which yeah. means I want to be spanked by a large German woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Zach is just setting me up for yeah. Yeah. jokes out of my act. But uh, yeah, I'll, and I like to eat an omelet every once in a while. I really am trying to stay away from cheese. I think that's one of the hardest things if you're a vegan. And I've got friends who are vegan that go, oh, you should try this cheese or that cheese. Man, every time I, I'm like, this is horrible. And then if you try to melt that shit. Oh, dude, I don't it's know, worst. You, you need to torch it to melt it. I don't know how you melt it. You got to have a dab rig just to get it down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm dabbing well, yeah, soy it's cheese. It's like mostly nut. A lot of my yeah, there's people cheese. say cashew cheese. Yeah, is and good. so it's interesting you bring that up because that guy from Iowa was making cheese in the bathroom with his nut. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, the old nut cheese. <laughs> It's so gross. <laughs> Not, yeah, but yeah, I've heard cashew cheese. I don't know. I just can't find any that I like. And I'm cheese trying so to cut good. back on dairy. But you, it, uh, I was going to say, do you grow any of your own food? Mm-mm. I live in a one-bedroom apartment. So my brother, I have an older brother, man. He and his wife are really big gardeners. Like his whole backyard, he's got a big vegetable garden. Is it a vegetarian also or no? No, they're not vegetarians. And I want to do an album, call it Vegetarian Son of a Butcher. Because when I was a kid growing up, my mom and dad had a grocery store, you know. And my father was the meat cutter and then he passed away when I was pretty young. My mom would hire, you know, other butchers. But I just like that title, Vegetarian Son of a Butcher. So your dad was... How how old were you when your dad passed away? I was six. My brother was like ten or eleven, and my sister was like nine. Oh, so you're part of three? Yeah, I'm the youngest of three. Okay. Okay. Wow. So, uh, and what what was? So, do you remember a whole lot about your dad, or not? I really? don't. I just remember a couple things about my dad, but not much at all. And then I just, I mean, I really do have so much respect for my mother who passed away in like 2007, but. She really did a hell of a job, you know, just made sure we always had what we needed. And she never remarried. She dated a guy named Al, who I never liked as a kid. And he was, man, he was a lush. He was an alcoholic. Like I'd find bottles around, you know, of ancient age. That's what he drank. And my mom, I mean, I loved her, but it was like a codependent thing. Like they'd break up and he'd come back. Oh, yeah. She finally fucking, you know, had enough. But he was in our life for quite a while. What kind of person was your mom? What did what did she do for a living? She well, she kept the grocery store open for probably like 
maybe six years after my dad died. Oh, wait. So they owned the grocery store. Yeah. It was called Joe's Grocery. My dad was Joe. Okay. So, and then she, like I say, she would hire meat cutters, you know. And so she ran the front of the store. She kept that open for like six years. And then she became, that's why I really have a lot of respect for her. Because, I mean, she went to work at a doctor's office as a receptionist. She rented out the building, you know, which was great because she owned the building. So that gave a little bit of income. But she worked for this doctor for years. And then eventually, you know, she learned bookkeeping and became an accountant and all that kind of stuff. What did your mom think of your uh, hippie lifestyle? Oh, she was good with it. My mom was definitely a Democrat. She was liberal. I mean, she would she get she got concerned about the marijuana. I I had to be really honest with her. I went to a concert to see Joe Walsh of all people. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> at the Denver Coliseum when I was like maybe I had just started smoking weed and there were three of us. Uh, Rick and uh, my buddy Ken. Oh, I thought there were three of you. You're like, you yeah, split into yeah, two. Yeah, exactly. I was like, and I've only got one ticket. <laughs> uh, no, but my buddy Rick, who drove, got busted. He had pot in his pocket, and somehow this cop, he had like a bulky pocket, and this Denver cop reached in and pulled out a bag of weed. And I had weed on me, but I had it hidden. You had it on your inside coat pocket. <laughs> exactly. <yeah. laughs> Double bag. Yeah. Double bag. Yeah. This so, guy's this kid's wearing a suit jacket and a Joe, Joe Walsh. Walsh. What the hell's going on? But um they took Rick off, man. Oh and wow. So then my and this was before the, the cop con- reached in his fucking pocket. Yeah, he had on like a outer coat, it was kind of cold and it was bulky, and this cop's like, What's in there? And fucking boom, pulled it out. And so they took him away. It was like a zero tolerance. Which back that's then, like right? a that's a crime though. Like the way the cop did that, like yeah. that's illegal. I would have said this was like maybe 1972 or something like that. So, um, so then my friend and I are like, "Fuck, man, what are we gonna do?" And so we went and found another cop and talked to him. And I said, "Hey, they they just took my friend off. What? Do, how can we get him out?" And the cop was like, "You just got to keep calling Dem- Denver PD until." They post bail. So we're like, fuck. So then we're like, well, let's go to the concert. What else are we going to do? We go in. I run into my cousin at the concert. So he gives us a ride back to Boulder. And we keep trying to call every time we were at a pay phone or whatever. And they just keep saying he's under investigation, under investigation. So I, I lived at home, man. I was like 17. So I go home and I just tell my mom that night. And my brother and sister get up. It was like a fucking weird scene for me. It is enough or whatever. (laughs) Your brother and sister like listening behind the hallway. And they're like, oh, John's doing the marijuana. (laughs) Johnny's in trouble. Johnny's doing the drugs. Do your siblings call you Johnny? Yeah. I don't think I've heard you snore before, John. Yeah, I just did. I just snorted. Um, yeah, my mom called me Johnny. Lynn called me Johnny. My sibs called me Johnny. So I just, I was up front with my mom. I go, look, you know, I'm just going to be, I'm going to level with you. Rick got busted on the way to the concert. I got a ride home with our cousin, Tony, my cousin, Tony. But I go, he got busted for marijuana. But we all, I said, I don't want you to think he's the dealer. We all had marijuana. I just had mine hidden better. I mean, I was really... <laughs> Up front with her, you know, because I didn't want her to think he was the dealer because he wasn't, you know. But, of course, she did. And then she was like, you're never going to see him. You told her that you had marijuana? Oh, yeah. I told her we all had it, you know. 
Oh, damn. That was maybe going a little too far, John. No, yeah. no, no. I like this. This is Honest John. Yeah. Honest Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> Honest Johnny. <laughs> no, I was up front with her, you know. And um, Wow, so you gave her your sack? No, no, I didn't give it to her. Oh, I just you're told like, her I you had did, it. You're like, she I never asked me for it. I think it? she was so upset and shit, she didn't even think yeah. to ask for it. And so... Then, but she did. She thought that Rick was the dealer and, you know, forebode me or forbid me to see him and shit for a while. But I was just up front with her. And yeah, I don't think she ever Who was your dealer? (laughs) (laughs) It was Rick. No, no. (laughs) Yeah, what was it like buying weed back then? Like, God, it it was shitty. I mean, that's the thing. Was it readily available in Boulder, though? Yeah. Because this is like even before a pager and voicemail pretty oh, yeah. much, right? So what, you'd like call your dealer and if they weren't home, you're just like, well, I guess uh, I'll call back in 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah kind of like that. But I mean, also, um, you know, my circle of friends all had access to weed, so we get it that way. I had a friend who lived in a oh, your circle of friends. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that- He's not Johnny Narc anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, looks, like, <laughs> looks like Honest John's wanting a bag of seeds. Yeah, <laughs> but no, I had a friend who lived up in an attic in a house in Boulder, and he he would deal. So like, uh, we buy like a quarter in a drug attic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. Um, but like a bunch of us would get together and buy like a quarter pound from him and split it up. But the weed. Was, How much was a quarter pound? Oh fuck, I don't know, man. That's a good question. Four ounces, right? Right. Well, I know I know how much it is. Quantified. Oh, oh, you're like, being what did it cost? Yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna guess. Like it's four maybe, four lids, right? Yeah, it's <laughs> like fifty or sixty bucks. I don't know, something like that. That's wow. But it was, you know, so the, that's the price that weed is now, right? A quarter pound for fifty bucks? No, I, or, it's more like eight hundred a pound. But yeah. it's crazy how oh yeah much it's fallen. Yeah, I think I remember paying. God, like three something or four something for a QP in the late 90s. Yeah. I got an ounce for $30 the other day. Where? At uh, Livewell on 420, which it wasn't very good weed. They're just right by my house. I was like, I wonder what deals they have. And I went over there and it was like, or no, it was $17 I got an ounce. That's pretty good. But yeah. Speaking of which, do you still have my lighter? It's my lighter now. Yeah, I asked for it. Rules is rules. <laughs> John's like, did I steal it? I got mine. Uh, I might I might need it again, though. Yeah. So. <laughs> Let me see. <laughs> <laughs> this is. But what amazes me is how fucking good. Nope. The weed, <laughs> how good the weed is now, man. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, man. Compared to back then, person can really get paralyzed on the stuff. And I've never smoked a dab. I don't. I don't want to smoke a dab. It's too intense. I. So what I've realized well, about how do me, you? How do you know you don't want to smoke a dab if you've never smoked a dab? Well, <laughs> I guess I can't say with one hundred percent certainty, but just from the research I've done, I don't want to be that high. The pot is so fucking good. Yeah. Oh yeah, dabs are pretty dumb. Yeah, I mean, they get you. They get you pretty high. Yeah, I have a story about a dab. I was in Casper, Wyoming, doing shows. And it, I can't remember what the name of that place was. You remember that place? Anyway. Oh, it, it was it in a bar? Yeah. Anyway, uh, yes. The Friendly Ghost. No, yeah. 
No, it was a weird place because you would go in the bar and you kind of went into another room. I did it a long time ago. But anyway, these people said, hey, do you want to come over to our house and have a beer? And their house is literally like, I can see the place. So I'm like, all right, I'll go there. And it's like these five couples or whatever. We're in this garage that's... Swing town. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Next thing I know, I'm throwing my keys in a hat. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> P-boner, John. Yeah. No, but so we're drinking beer and smoking weed in this garage that's like finished, you know? And then they start smoking dabs and I go, I've never smoked a dab. And the guy who owns the house goes, and that's when I went by Hippie Man. He goes, I want to be the first person to smoke a dab with Hippie Man. And I was like... No offense, dude, but my first dab isn't going to be in a garage in Casper, Wyoming. <laughs> you know? And I didn't. I mean, I just, I have never smoked one. I would have, I bet I would have done it when I was younger, but I, it just seems way too intense. You've never me. done it either, huh? I've never done a dab, but also like, I, I'm a one. Like if I try to smoke pot, I do one hit, I set it down and see where I'm at an hour later. Right. Yeah. You know, I don't like dabs very much. I will smoke them with, uh, Jake Becker sometimes just because that's fucking, I don't know. He loves it. Dude, he, when I, when we were at the chief and he was like, I just drank a thousand milligrams of live resin. And I was like, what? And then I got off after doing the late, late breakfast set where I had a wild panic attack. And I was like, he goes, how was that? And I was like, I don't know. I'm doing okay. And he goes, my legs are numb. <laughs> God, that's crazy. No, so Becker, uh, fucking Becker went to coding school and now he has a job where he's like, I'm making eight times a week what I used to make. Yeah. Which means he can do as much weed as he wants. I don't know if that's a good thing. (laughs) (laughs) I did that. I did the last Bridgetown Festival in Portland and I'm checking into my hotel and I run into Jake. Yeah. No, I did it too. I was there with you. Yeah. 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 That, that's wild. Yeah, that was uh, like eight years ago, I think. Yeah, that or was nine, cool to get in the last one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we did Uncalled For there those last two years. That's cool. But edibles sometimes get that way too. Like I, I'm, I know dabs are like immediate, but like I have a hard time. If I go overboard on edibles, which essentially is not a lot. Like, I am going to have a tough time. I get heart racy, and, uh, like, my day is done. The thing about edibles, too, then, I mean, it, you just got to ride it out for hours if you do too much. I'm really cautious. I do, like, 10 at a time. I think you can take milligrams. I think you can take an anti-inflammatory. Like an ibuprofen? Yeah, NSAID or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think they block the receptors that make you feel high, too. So if you get too high, take an ibuprofen? Yeah. Really? Wow. Yeah. Let me, uh, this might be a good uh, trashy life hack. All right. Let's see, man. Oh, I don't think I talked about this, uh, but here's an interesting hippie hack if you are in the Midwest. Uh, I had this bizarre thing where, and I talked about this a couple of episodes ago, but I had my my beard and my hair and I was in uh, Missouri and I went into a Walmart and people were like treating me really odd. And like the greeter was like greeting everyone, refused to greet me. 
And then when I left, she was telling everyone like, have a blessed day, have a blessed day, have a blessed day. And then I got up, she just nodded at me. And then the person behind me, she said, have a blessed day. It freaked me out. I called Marciana and she goes, well, with your beard and hair and hat on, she goes, they probably think that like you're Middle Eastern or something. They don't know what you are. And I was like, well, that's racist. And she goes, yeah, it happened again at a gas station where people were weird to me. So what I did was I pulled my hair back and left it under my hat so that it looked like a curly mullet. And I walked into a gas station. And as soon as I did, this dude goes, Hey man, how you doing? And I was like, this is fucked up. Yeah. That's fucked up. <laughs> I just, I like the term curly mullet. Curly mullet? Yeah. But I mean, I get that. People don't think I'm Middle Eastern, but <laughs> <laughs> they think I'm just a bum, you know, a homeless guy. I think Josh Blue told me that you guys had problems going into a restaurant one yeah, time. Yeah, we did. What happened? Should I say the name of the restaurant? Uh, I won't say, but it was over. Here, we can, we can do, uh, say it. Okay. So we went in there, and I was headlining at the downtown club, and Josh, you know, I, contacted me and said, do you want to get together for a beer or something? I said, yeah, if you want to do a guest set, that's great. So he goes, I might want to get some food. I'm like, that's cool. I'll go with you. So we go into this place. And it's crowded. I mean, it's really busy, but um, there's like, I don't know, seven or eight seats at the bar. So Josh and I go in. There, Somebody greets us, this guy, and we go to, and he goes, okay, it'll be just a minute or two. Then some other guy comes out, like a manager type. Classic swaparoo. Yeah, man. And he was like, I'm sorry, but we don't have any seats. And so we're like, what about we point at the bar? And he goes, those are reserved also. And I was like, okay, you know. And so we walk out, and Josh is like, fuck that guy, man. He goes, I want to go back in there. I go, I don't know, Josh, we should go back in there. But if you go in there, I'll go with you, you know. So then we walked across the street to another restaurant. Yeah. And fuck, man, total opposite. They treated us like gold, you know. And there was a... Well, I'm surprised. They probably knew who you guys were. <laughs> well, that, yeah, they recognized us at the other place. But... The place was cool. And there was a former server who worked at that place, and she saw us, and she's yeah. like, I'll buy you guys beer and dessert, you know? It was yeah. like the total opposite. But, yeah, they just thought we were bums, you know? Yeah, I've had that happen sometimes when I uh, look a little rough. Yeah. You know, or just in general, I don't know. Especially if I have a lot of shit with me. Like recently on that train trip, I had like a backpack yeah. and a suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> See, I almost always have a backpack because I'm taking the bus from Boulder to Denver and then I'll have shit in a backpack, you know, extra weather gear or whatever. But yeah, that, that was fucking crazy. And that guy was just a dick, man. I'm not kidding you. At that bar, and I've gotten into that same place before and sat at the bar and ordered food or whatever yeah. without any issues. And there was at least six or seven seats. And he's like, oh, they're all reserved. We're like, all right, fuck you. you know? Speaking of dicks, you had a problem the other night. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> so I'm doing, it was a week ago tonight. I'm at Comedy Works New Talent Night. They put on five pros at the end. So I'm like third to the last. AJ was there. You were on that. Yeah, too, I closed yeah. that one out last. Yeah. And so I'm on stage. The MC brings me up. 
And I literally do one joke, and the joke was, I'm feeling really good tonight. Yeah. I took some pills I found on the bus. It's part of my health care plan. And as soon as I said, the guy's timing couldn't have been better. I said health care plan, and I couldn't see because the lights were in my eyes being on stage. But this guy literally fucking crashed into the edge of the stage. I mean, that's yeah. the way I saw it. I watched the whole thing from the side. And I mean, it was, if you're on stage to your right, there were three girls there and wherever that row is that comes down, like he just, like, I don't know where he came from. He was in a wheelchair. So his legs didn't work. And I mean, you watched his head just kind of go boom. He like, fell out of the wheelchair. He onto took the a stage. header on the stage. But it was like he fucking, I, I, I didn't see it, but it was like he flew Like from out. the, from the upper deck. Um, or he was down on the ground. No, 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 no. Yeah, the upper, like right when you get ready to start going down. So you would the, have to go through the piano. No, 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 no. The other, other side. side, the jury. He hit oh. the outside on the jury box. Yeah. Oh wow. And so I have the audio. I listened to the tape, and I'm going to get the video. But I listen to it, and I go, "It's part of my healthcare plan." <laughs> and you hear this thump, <laughs> and then the crowd just goes, "Whoa!" And so I'm standing up there, and I've had nothing quite that crazy happen before, but in my mind, I'm like, do I just tell the audience we're going to take a break? What the fuck do I do? And it was just, there's big, long portions where I'm quiet because I can't really do a play-by-play. Right. I don't know if the guy's hurt, but at one point when I still wasn't sure if he was all right, I just said, I hope this doesn't count against my time. Yeah, that yeah. was so funny. <laughs> Got a good laugh. <laughs> What what was going on? He just was so, was he unconscious or no? I'm gonna I'm gonna say one thing about this. Like this guy had he had a Blue Lives Matter hat on, and he was kind of a curmudgeon to begin with. And we saw him come in, and what happened was so jarring because I've never been this way. I've never seen somebody actively like get hurt, and you heard everyone just go, "Oh my God, is that guy okay?" It took so many people to get him up into his chair and John was on stage. And at one point the guy wasn't even Asian. He goes, you Chinese guys and smack this guy twice in the face. And I was like, what the fuck the is guy happening? Who was helping him get back into the chair. Uh -huh. Right. And then they get him backstage. They let John go off and come back on to start doing his set. And the guy is still mouthing off and his wife is going, shut up, just shut up. I have never been in a position where I saw someone get hurt, felt concerned, and then immediately after was like, I wish he would have knocked himself out. Like, I was yeah. so pissed. And I wanted to make the joke on the closing, but I didn't think the audience would go with me that I was like, I find it amazing that a guy was such a piece of shit. Did he make it to the end of the show? No, no. they took him out right yeah. afterwards. But uh. that this guy in my head saw John come out, heard a joke, and just went... Draft dodging hippie <laughs> and got so pissed off he lunged toward the stage and forgot his legs didn't work. <laughs> it was crazy, man. I mean, that's the weirdest thing that's ever happened to me when I was on stage. And then when they reintroduced me, I opened with, Hey, you guys, something really weird happened to me earlier tonight, man. So you did go off the stage for a while. I didn't go off. I start, I just. Because I almost did, and then I could see they were introduced you like over the god mic. Well, no, I went. They're like, would, "Welcome back, John Novosan, <laughs> While you're standing, <laughs> Andres with the the MC was yeah. Andres, Andres. Yeah. Andres Purcell, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Brant Tobler was sitting right up yeah. there for some reason with I think his girlfriend or whatever. But he goes, "John, they should reintroduce you." And so it all just happened really quick right there. He brought me back up, 
And that's when, I mean, I just stepped off for a second. But I almost, I almost said, hey, we're going to take a little break. But I could see that they were trying to get this guy back in the wheelchair. So in my mind, I'm like, just fucking tank tight for another few minutes. Or it seemed like it took forever. It, it did. Like, it, I bet you it was two and a half minutes yeah. total. But it, every second, people were just like, what's going on? It, it was wild. And then I said, when uh, Brant said, reintroduce me, I said, yeah, they're going to reintroduce me because I'm taping. And I go, you can bet I'm going to get a copy of this fucking tape tonight. <laughs> It was it was crazy, but it all worked out. Yeah. I wow. Mean, yeah, I think the craziest thing I've seen is this woman in the bus in the front row. Uh, Jessica Kirsten was on, and, and she just started puking in her purse. Oh. And then Cassie came over with, like, a bucket and a glass of water, and the lady started taking, like, drinks of the water Swishing it around in her mouth and then spitting into the trash can. Like a boxer? Yeah. And and then she just like waved Cassie away. And she stayed for the show? <laughs> like waved waved Cassie away. Like as though this happens all the time. Be yeah, on with like, you, servant. Like onward. And then just proceeded to sit there <laughs> and and drink the and drink and she puked like four or five like she was puking in her purse for like a good minute, and man, uh, Jessica Kirsten was fucking. Her crowd work was great, but like the most fun was in the green room after because we were just like trying to think like what her thing was, you yeah. know? Like we were like, oh, like that's her, like because we were all like, who the fuck when they're puking doesn't just get up and run out of the room? Like you yeah. cover your mouth, you yeah. if you're puking in your purse, you're running out of the room puking in your purse to. You know, right? And then we're like, you know, part of me thinks that she pukes all the time, so she just has. We're like, that's she has one purse that's just for throwing up. In. <laughs> <laughs> the puke purse. Yeah. I need to sit in the back. Yeah, uh, I'm a like, puker. She's got like a bag in there, and she's just like fucking. She's like, <laughs> oh, hold on. Pardon me. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. This is my puke purse. But yeah, she just, and there was only like five, 10 minutes of the show left, but she sat there till the end of it and then walked out with her vomit in her purse. I saw this one time, this person didn't get sick, but there's a comic named Roger Rittenhouse who was in Denver forever. And then he moved to LA and he's a writer there now, but he was headlining the comedy works and he's on stage and it's the same thing off to the right there on the jury box or whatever. This guy is talking to him and heckling him, and Roger knows him. So the first time he goes, say, like, the guy's name is Bob. He's like, hey, Bob, you know, blah, blah, blah. The guy keeps talking, heckling Roger, and they know each other. And so finally, this guy won't shut up, and, and Roger goes, Bob, you were an asshole in high school. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, you're still an asshole. And he goes, I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, but I can't continue this show until they throw Bob out. I mean, he literally fucking... <laughs> Staff comes. <laughs> the whole thing stops. Roger stays on stage, and then the staff comes, and he's right, you know, really close to the stage, so everybody sees it. And then they march him out, and the audience cheers and shit. And Roger starts up again. And I mean, it took like, it seemed like three or four minutes. It took a while, but man, he got him back, and then he just killed him. So I said to him after the show, I go, Roger, that was amazing to watch, man. That was something. And he goes. I had no choice, but it was great. <laughs> he goes, Bob, you were an asshole in high school, and you're still an asshole. I've never seen someone be thrown out <laughs> whose name the comic knows. That was so good, man. It's 
that had to be a I don't know what a great like justice moment. Yeah, you know? yeah. And then he's like he's waiting outside. All his <laughs> friends from high school are inside, and he's like, <laughs> people are like, "What are you doing out here?" And he's like, oh, I "Got thrown out for being an asshole in high school, and, and I'm still an asshole." <laughs> yeah. It was great, man. Oh man. I bet he's waiting outside looking for a fight. That seems like what he would do, maybe. Yeah, yeah. probably looking for Roger. Yeah, no, that's a, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, John, uh, Bob Dylan. I know you're a Bob Dylan fan. Yeah. Best decade. Best decade. Bob. And it doesn't have to be most popular. Just your favorite decade of Bob Dylan. Um, I'm gonna say like the 1970s, probably. Okay. Um, he, he was still acoustic there, right? Well, no. I mean, I would go maybe a little bit later. Okay. Because uh, he had gone electric, but there's albums. I don't know what year it came out. New Morning is one of the albums. I think that was in the 70s. There was like that period there. Let's take a look and see. I'll ask Siri. Hey, Siri, what year did New Morning come out by Bob Dylan? 1970. Okay. So you're spot so, on. Yeah. Um, that's probably my favorite, but I really like those religious albums. I too. remember you talking about yeah. that once. That was when you were in high school, right? Yeah, 70. Yeah. yeah. So, I, But there was a point where, like, Bob Dylan, like, no longer, like, he, he became Christian at one point and stopped being Jewish, right? Yeah. He, he had, like, three albums, um, Slow Train Coming which is probably the most popular of those religious albums. Then he had one called Saved. <laughs> that was really like a lot of uh, gospel-type music. And then Shot of Love. But what I really liked about those albums was the configuration of the band, man. He had horns, he had backup singers, you know. It okay. was a real big sound. Yeah, Dylan always sounds better with backup singers. <laughs> <laughs> well, now. <laughs> it's like my friend says, if you go to see Bob Dylan in concert, he's going to sing Blowing in the Wind, but it ain't going to sound like 1963 Dude. Blowing in the Wind. Nope. I watched him play with backup singers. He was in Rhinestones in a 10-gallon hat. Really? And uh, it was the Americana Rama tour. He played piano. He never played the guitar. Yeah. And it, he, it was this whole thing where they put up mirrors and didn't want anyone taking photography. So they set the mirrors up so that if you took a, a picture and there was a flash, it would bounce back and wow. basically block that. How long ago was that? Uh, 2015, maybe? Man, Something like that. Um, but I mean, I just remember at one point he was doing this, like <laughs> he had his hand on his hip and he was doing that. And I was getting mad because I was like, what are you teapot handling? Like, it felt like he was mocking me for the price of the ticket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... I really liked. Uh, I had a Bob Dylan phase where I was pretty into him, and I. Uh, he came here, and I looked at the tickets and was like, I had talked to a bunch of people that had seen him recently, mm -hmm. and I was like, I don't think I want to pay this money to go to this show. <laughs> I get it. No, I understand because it's not. I, I mean, I'll go every every chance I get because the guy is like I don't know eighty or whatever, but. I get it. I mean, he sounds like a blues singer now, yeah. you know, and there's times where, like, he's playing a tune that I'm really familiar with, and it takes me, like, 90 seconds to figure out what tune, <laughs> what tune it is. Because he's notoriously doing things his own way. Yeah, and he reinvents it. it yeah. yeah. Which I think is cool. But, yeah, he does. He sounds like an old blues singer now. 
Yeah, well, I heard he just, like, was a dick, too, and didn't play a lot, and that it, like, a lot of people that I heard went, but, like, they didn't get, this was that tour, too, where I think he was, like, pissed off and calling a lot of short shows short. Like, don't you remember something like that happening, where... We had some weird stuff at the Americanorama tour where it was because Bob Weir was sitting in sometimes. It was my morning jacket, uh, uh, Wilco, and everybody was doing mashups. And uh, Bob Weir was sitting in with everybody. And so naturally everyone was like, oh, we're going to get a Dylan and Dead set. And Bob Dylan was like, this is my show. I don't want anyone else getting involved. Wow. <laughs> that's pretty crazy because they did. There's an album that's Dylan and the Dead. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they toured for a while in yeah. the like, mid 80s or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's an interesting guy for sure. I've heard that he can, he's a dick, but I don't know. I never, you know, met him. I, I really wonder if he's on the spectrum. I think he's like very. Yeah. I don't know. I love it. My favorite quote is uh, Is it Oliver Stone who made that? Or Scorsese. Who Scorsese, made, Scorsese did Scorsese that. made that, yeah, that black and white documentary or whatever. It's great. But uh, I love it. This this woman's like, I need your I need your autograph. And he's like, if you needed it, you'd already have it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's great. I wonder, if was that like in the 60s? Yeah, I think it was. Because there the was 60s. another documentary called, uh, I think it's called Don't Look Back by this guy D.A. Pennebaker, who was a big documentary guy. That's funny, though. If you needed it, you'd already have it. Yeah. Well, he was around and involved with everything because he also, uh, he dated like Edie Sedgwick, I think, for a little while. He was in and around the Warhol Hmm. situation. Well, yeah, I I don't know. I heard he used to like, anyone he'd stay with, he'd just like take whatever records he wanted when he'd leave. Yeah? Yeah. And he'd be like, oh, they... I needed that music more than they did. <laughs> yeah. And they never said, well, if you needed that record, yeah. you'd already have yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Well, and, you know, the story is like, um, I can't remember. It was in England somewhere when he went electric and people were booing and stuff and the band was backing him up. And supposedly, and you can kind of hear it, but it's hard to tell exactly what he was saying but supposedly he turned around to the band and said play fucking loud (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah that is like such an interesting transition for it's crazy how people were like Uh, how there's like this this, this, like people in the folk movement were like fuck electric guitars (laughs) yeah Yeah. they're mad at him because he's going electric yeah they're like who the fuck do you think you are playing an amplified electric, you know, like what the fuck? Well, he released an album in like 2000, 2001, 2002, maybe something like that, where, gosh, it was a lot of electric stuff and it, it was real bluesy. I can't remember the name of it, but I can see it. It was like him and a red cover, but it was really good. Hmm. That's interesting. I, I wish I knew what album that was. But yeah, he he, and then I mean, he did that time out of mind, which was like nineteen ninety six or something like that, and he won a Grammy for that. Okay. And then he was touring. When he was touring, he'd have the Grammy on his amp, which I thought was cool. <laughs> well, he, had, I think this song might have had this album might have had buckets of rain. Did you ever hear that? Oh, that's fucking. Um, that one. I mean, it, it. 
Oh, that's got it broke my heart, but God, it's so buckets great, of rain, buckets of rain. Yeah. Oh, that's a buckets. Billy, that's a Billy Joel song. No, no, we do have to, no. we do have to <laughs> get into that. <laughs> oh no, that's buckets of pasta. Yeah, <laughs> that's buckets What's, of spaghetti. Buckets of rain is on Blood on the Tracks. Okay, that's like one of his most popular albums that has Tangled Up in Blue on it. And yeah, that's a great one. Yeah, uh, but yeah, Billy Joel. Yeah, so a, since we since we touched on that what is the billy joel beef you know i just never liked his music <laughs> i always thought it was cheesy and i don't know i just never liked it so then one day i, I was just feeling like a smart ass so on social media i said i want to fight billy, <laughs> billy joel i'll fight him anywhere you know <laughs> and then you know people picked up on it a little bit on social media and they'll post pictures of billy joel and shit try to get me going <laughs> so uh i actually uh my cousin is related to billy joel no kidding and i got his number come on <laughs> <laughs> and i i showed him like how you'd been t talking shit right. and uh did billy joel and uh we're gonna we're gonna get him on the on the line here all right this is really so. Billy Joel. Hey, this is Billy. <laughs> wow. Hey, Billy. I still don't like your music. You sound like a badass. But... I heard you've been talking shit, John Novosad. Happy man. Yeah, man. I have been talking shit. Like I say, I think your music's kind of cheesy. Who'd you like to fight on the bus? You want to step in the ring with Billy? Fuck yeah, man. I ride the FF1. <laughs> <laughs> Don't try to put your hand in the air. I've already been hit to that trick. Yeah, man. That's my, <laughs> that's my big move. Well, uh, th thanks, for, uh, thanks for picking up, Billy. It was, it was, uh, it's good to hear from you. No problem, Zach. I love Hippie Not Hippie. It's my favorite podcast. Wow. You heard it first. The piano man loves it. Yeah. And I wonder what he does to his voice to make him be able to sing. I think he's been smoking a lot. And you know who else I don't like is Bob Seeger. Oh, man. Whoa, See, that's one, that, that's one that I would argue with you on because I, I think Bob Seeger's got some great songs, but... And, well, I'll tell you why. My ex was a big Bob Seger fan, and so when we were married, we'd always tease each other because I was like, oh, God, not another Bob Seger tune. And then oh, after yeah. we got divorced and I threw the ring in the river, I was like, fuck Bob Seger. Oh, so. There's some animosity there, I guess. I, are, do you like uh, Bruce Springsteen? I'm not a—I mean, I— I respect all of them for what they accomplished in the business. Because I would, I would think if anything, you wouldn't like Bruce Springsteen. I'm not a big Bruce Springsteen fan either, but it, I feel the same way. But he has some, he has some great songs. Oh, yeah. and he's a great live performer. I yeah, think. For like sure. I like he's, Atlantic City a lot. I think that's a yeah, good song of his. Yeah, and I, think I don't know. The band does a version of that. Oh, the band is but so good. I would put. I feel the same way about Bruce Springsteen that I feel about Carrot Top. You know what I mean? Like. I have nothing but respect for Carrot Top because he's got a fucking theater in Las Vegas. Yeah. It's just not my particular brand of humor. That's the way I feel about Bruce Springsteen's music. It's not really my thing, but good for him. He's had an incredible career. But you like? do you like carrots? Do I like carrots? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but he cuts the top off. <laughs> yeah. I don't like the tops of them, but I like carrots. All right. 
Well, yeah, John also has a lot of opinions on uh, fruits and vegetables online. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Follow John if you want opinions on uh, fruits and vegetables, uh, Billy Joel and Bob Seger. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody wrote, Bob Seger would kick your ass, man. He probably would. Well, that's the, the strange thing. I don't. Is Billy Joel from Jersey? Is he a Jersey guy? I don't know. I have no idea. No, no, I'm not from Jersey. I'm from Little Italy. <laughs> little Italy. Mamma mia. It's me, Billy Joel. It's say I'm a, I'm a gonna eat a pizza, man. <laughs> Listen to me getting all inappropriate. Let's see. I like how Joe's like, I'm gonna eat a pizza. Look at me getting inappropriate. Let's see where he was born. I'm looking right now. He was born in New York City. Man. New York City. I told you, Little Italy, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I, was like, I think it's Big Italy. Let's do, let's do a few uh, rapid-fire questions here. You okay. own any tie-dye? Yeah. Okay. Do you wear open-toed shoes? No. Do you own no Birkenstocks? No. Have you ever spent a large amount of time barefoot? No. Um, Mother Earth or Father Time? Mother Earth. Okay. <laughs> I, <laughs> do you care about the Zodiac? No. Do you know what your sign is? Yeah. I mean, I guess I care slightly. I'm on the cusp of cancer and Leo. Do you think rocks have magic powers? Whoa. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I do. Oh, wow. Divorce quartz? <laughs> <laughs> divorce quartz. Yeah. Somewhere somebody's got my divorce quartz. Uh, jam bands, yay or nay? Nay. Um, which are you most likely to use? Dude, man, or bro? Man. Would you rather die when you're having a great day or a bad day? Great day. Mustache, beard, or sideburns? Um, mustache. I've had the mustache the longest of any of it. Okay. Do you burn any stuff? Incense? I burn incense occasionally. Nagchampa? Ploof? <laughs> Sage? No, not in my butt. Um, <laughs> that would be... That's a boof. That's it's a, a boof and incense. Boof, not a ploof. Gets tricky towards the end of that yeah. stick of incense, man. <laughs> this naga chump is going to hurt near the yeah. end. Um, I have I have some sage incense. I used to have a sage smudge what? thing. Yeah. Did you use it? Yeah, I used it. Did a you believe times. that it was removing evil spirits from your home? That's a good question. I don't know. Maybe it was just the placebo effect. You know. Yeah. All right. So is it something like when you did it, you felt like? You just felt like a rejuvenation of something? Yeah, I guess, yeah. Okay. You know, and I think about that sometimes. Have you ever had your, uh, your like your fortune told, palm read, anything like that? Yeah, I have a couple times. I have a friend who lives in Longmont, and we'll get together and go out for lunch or coffee or whatever, and we've gone to one of those places and had our fortunes told. And... One more question. Uh-huh. <laughs> this one's not, uh, this is more of a, a longer question, but okay. at what point did you, did you, when you started comedy, did you start as Hippie Man? Mm-hmm. 
So you started as John Novosad, you went to Hippie Van, and then you went back. What was the timeline of that? Well, I started, I mean, I started comedy like 1980, a long time ago, but I'd say I started working the road like around 1985. And I got married in 85, so Lynn knew I was a comic. So I did the road, and then I was working this place in San Diego called the Comedy Isle. And there was a place called Dead Headquarters. And I went in there, and they had all this tie-dyed stuff. And they had, like, these tie-dyed long underwear things. Yeah. So I was like, man, I'm going to become, like, a superhero tie-dyed character. <laughs> and so I bought all this stuff. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> I bought all this stuff, and I brought it back home. And I was telling my my wife, Lynn, and she goes, wow, that's really weird. She goes... <laughs> <laughs> she just she just like went and put on some Bob Seger and cried in the corner. <laughs> yeah, just a yeah. thousand yard stare. Working on dusted. the night moves. <laughs> Don't want no tight so, jumpsuits. I just started. You know, I put together like I had a tie dyed shirt and then these weird tights. They weren't even tights then. I finally found a place that had tights that had a tie dyed pattern on them. And so then I was like, I need tearaway clothes. So I bought an extra big pair of dress pants at the thrift store, went and found a seamstress who would put, you know, Velcro in them. And then I just would duct tape my shirt closed and wear a tie so you couldn't see it. And I yeah. would tear it all away. So I don't know. Was I this bit, the closer? Yeah, that was my closer. Well, that was your closer for how long? God, a long time. I Probably over 10 years. Yeah. And it was funny because. I, I saw it once or twice. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I had a friend who said, keep doing it and it will evolve, but it never did because <laughs> <laughs> at the end, I'm just a guy standing up there fucking tights, man. <laughs> and so, you know, and I would try to like, I'd have friends go, do go, go into hippie man earlier. And that was not good. Well, because if you go, if you go in too early, then you're on, on the rest of the set yeah. in these tights. Yeah. And I mean, if they buy in, that's great. But if they don't, then you're literally just a guy in tights a, telling jokes. Do you have a particularly like long night where you're, like you, like what's the earliest you went into hippie man where you were like, oh no. Oh, I would do it like, I mean, as a feature, you know, you're doing 25 or 30 minutes. I'd do it like five minutes in. Whoa. And then, <laughs> and then uh, 25 minutes yeah, of questionable. Yeah. And it was just, it was weird, man. And what I should have done was have like an extra big pair of pants on stage, just bring it out there with me. Yeah. And turn back in. Was there ever a moment where one of the clubs was like, hey, maybe not? No, no, nobody ever said that. But my worst set ever was when I was doing Hippie Man. And it was at Looney's in Colorado Springs. Oh, yeah. And this was before I got divorced. I got divorced in 1996. Turn the page. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it was crazy, man. My mom was in the audience. My brother and sister-in-law, her mom, my sister-in-law's mom, and my ex, Lynn, were all in the audience. And it was two of us. They, they didn't have an opener. I was working with a guy named Kelly Bob, who's still around and lives in Texas. He's a cowboy act, and they build us as the roper and the doper, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so they didn't have an opener. And Kelly Bob and I were in uh, Albuquerque the not the weekend before. So we drive to Colorado Springs, but we stopped at the thrift store, and I bought a Century 21 jacket. I don't know why, this gold jacket. And uh, so the guy goes, hey, you guys, I don't have an opener tonight. And I go, that's okay. I'll tie my hair back. 
and go up in his Century 21 jacket. And I told the audience, I fucking want him over. I said, this is only my first time and shit, you know? And they believed all that shit. So you were opening. Yeah. And then I brought up Kelly Bob, and he's just going to shotgun me up, right? So then he goes, you know, you might have seen this guy before or whatever. And I come out just with regular hair, and it pissed him off, man. What? Because they were like all on my side when they thought I was new and an opener, you know, but I lied to them. <laughs> and I just never fucking got that crowd, man. And so <laughs> so I'm supposed to do, you know, 35 to 40 minutes. And they still have that gigantic clock up there. And I'm just struggling the whole time, man. And and I'm doing those. I got a weird eye. And I'm doing these jokes and they're not laughing. But what pissed me off was I was like, say I had to do 40 minutes. I was like 33 minutes in. This woman called me wall-eyed, oh, heckled God. me from the crowd, and I got mad. That's the worst thing you can do is get mad. So I told, and I swear, I said, <laughs> this is almost exactly what I said. I go, you know what? Angry Johnny. Yeah, man. <laughs> Johnny got angry. I go, <laughs> Johnny come angry. <laughs> <laughs> I go, you guys don't like me. I go, I fucking hate you. <laughs> Doesn't sound very hippie, John. No. And I mean, you could hear a pin drop. Oh, Billy's man. still here? Yeah. <laughs> right. Just talking. You could hear John. a pin drop. And, I st- and you know, I mean, I got to do the time because they're picking up the checks and shit. So I didn't have anything left after like a couple minutes of just silence. So I go into the closer. <laughs> and I mean, this crowd, this crowd hated hey, me. Hey, you're still going <laughs> to... So I tear away the clothes. I'm wearing tie-dye. They're not laughing. <laughs> My whole family is in the audience. Oh, Everybody God. but my sister. And so I finish, and I get off stage, and then I go upstairs. What, what was the, the finishing line of hippie? the hippie oh, man? Well, I would go, uh, I'd lay down on the stool and pretend like I was flying. Yeah. <laughs> and so then I'd go, I'd get off the stool and I'd go, oh, hippie man hurt himself when he was flying there. And I'd, be, I'd go, don't be looking down here. And I'd gesture towards my groin, you know. Yeah. And I had like a bandana on and I took that and I put it over, you know, so they couldn't see. And then I'd be, <laughs> <laughs> I used to do. <laughs> see his big old hippie hog. Yeah. And I did some sort of pledge where I'd make him make a peace sign and say, I did forgot you, what I was going to say. There's uh, there's some rumors out there. Um, uh-huh. Uh, he's the mayor? No. Uh, Billy Joel told me that there's <laughs> a rumor that uh, you used to stuff the... Yeah. I put a big old sausage in there. <laughs> My mom was like, I don't remember your penis being that big. Son. No, but it was so funny because my my family didn't know, you know, to meet me outside or whatever. They're waiting for me in the fucking showroom. Oh, no. So I put my pants back on so I wasn't in tights and I had to walk back through this crowd that hated me. <laughs> and then I saw my mom and I just go, you got to give me points for being honest. Yeah. Yeah. But that was the worst. You've set. always been honest, John. <laughs> honest Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> I still laugh about that with my brother and sister-in-law, and that was the only time her mom ever saw my sister-in-law's mother ever saw me. That's <laughs> what I told dude. the crowd. I fucking hate him, dude. How crazy is it that an audience turned on you just because you played a, a, a newbie character because there was no host, right? And then when you came back up, they were like, "Fuck this guy." They were mad. They were really mad. 
And it was funny because we're driving back on I-25 and there was an exit that said Gardner Westcliff. I guess that was two cities. And I told Kelly Bob, that sounds like a stage name. So when mm. I had him introduce me as Gardner Westcliff. Oh, my God. I should go up again as Gardner Westcliff sometime. <laughs> <laughs> I still have that Century 21 jacket. Too. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, man. that's what you should do for a sticker treat. Yeah, that would be good. <laughs> that's so funny. Real deep cuts. Well, and then what? When did you decide? Because you you did Hippie Man on Craig Ferguson, right? Yeah, I did Craig Ferguson twice. The first time I was John Novosad, and then they asked me, "Do you want to be introduced as Hippie Man?" And I was like, "Yeah." So the second time I did it, I uh, was Hippie Man. But you know what made? Is that when it started? No, that was like I'd been Hippie Man for a long time. Yeah, uh, but the, were you hippie man the first time you went on Ferguson? They I, just yeah. they just were like, we're not gonna we're gonna say your no, name. No, I asked them to introduce me as John Novoselic, but I because I even do Hippie Man's Plan for America on that first one. I talk about it and I go, I'm also known as Hippie Man or something. I said it yeah. that way. But yeah, they would have introduced me as Hippie Man if I asked for it. Did you? So the second time, mm -hmm. uh, you did the tights and everything. No, I'd never, I want to do that though. I want to do the tights and everything on a late night set. That would be fucking amazing because those <laughs> sets are like four minutes and 45 seconds, you know? Well, and I do, I like the idea of the, whatever the breakdown is, if your hair was tied back yeah. and as you break everything off, you also unbun it and yeah. shake it out. Yeah, that would be good. I, I didn't do that part of it. I, that's a great idea though. And then I also said to my friend, I go, I'm trying to think of how could you, if you were doing a theater show, I go, I want to have a harness and after I turn into Hippie Man, fly out over the crowd. And I was like, how would you top that? And he goes, they roll out a drum kit while you're flying and you land behind the drum kit and do a drum solo. I was like, damn, dude, that's brilliant. You know? <laughs> do you play the drums? No. <laughs> but I would fake it. Well, man, I heard Craig Ferguson might be coming back. You probably should, yeah. uh, you yeah. probably should start learning the drums. I should, man. So Nice. Well, I think I... Uh, you think okay. I have an idea? I think I have an idea. I think we've uh, we've been chatting for quite a while. Yeah, John, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you shake these up while we uh, get ready to do this. And, okay, what uh, do I do? Shuffle just them? shuffle them up however you want. Okay, I'm gonna set this down for a minute. Yeah. Hello, this is John's dick now. <laughs> it sounds cool. Oh, hey. This is John's dick. <laughs> that's that's more like it. <laughs> oh. Okay, I'm gonna cut these now and then. Yeah, then you. Uh, John is cutting the cards. He's cutting the cards. And then where do I take one from? Uh, whichever one you want. Um, so at this point, you can pull whatever card and just, yeah, wherever you want. Just have it facing. This direction, because it, whether it's facing yeah, this up is or apparently down. apparently a thing we're doing now. AJ is a tarot card man so, now, ooh. powered by Rat Tail. Oh, powered by Rat Man, this Rat Tail's about done. So this is the one you want? Mm -hmm. Okay, we'll set it right there. Sweet. Okay. It is. It's getting thin. It is, buddy. It's about out. For sure. All right, John. Flip it however you want it. All right. I'm going to want to do the? Do we want to do the uh, what we think first? Um... What kind of card we think it is? Oh, no, no, no. Whether, I mean, what we're going to vote. I mean, I think it's kind of obvious. <laughs> oh, I, uh, yeah, I don't. 
<laughs> All right, I guess that's the signal. Dude, that's the yeah. signal. Boom. So Garden of the Gate. It was upside down, though. Oh, yeah. So let's just see real quick what we got. Oh, man. Reverse. The Garden in the Gate. Upside down. Uh, so in this card reversed, it indicates the happy choice to open the door to a more... Spiritual pursuit. Uh, you may have been obsessed with worldly issues before, but your readiness to go deeper is now here. Many people believe that they cannot have or live a material in the material world with lots, make lots of money, and engage in a spiritual priorities at the same time. Uh, but now you realize that isn't true. In fact, you can bring this wonderful spiritual focus into any endeavor, and uh, when you do, you'll find. That beyond the garden, the universe is willing to fill your life with beauty and joy. Expect the unexpected, for joyous synchronicities are abound. Wow. Wow. That's just like general enough to almost make sense. I got to remember <laughs> that. The garden and the gate reversed. It's <laughs> also my favorite yeah. sexual position. <laughs> Suck you wanna, it, Billy Joel. You want to be the gate this time, honey? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's my penis talk. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, this has been a lot of fun. Yeah, it was really fun. Thanks, yeah. you guys. For Again, uh, Wednesday, May twenty, May twenty fourth, South Club Comedy Works South. Comedy Works South. Be sure and check out John Nova said. You can get tickets at comedyworks.com. and. Uh, Check out a special on YouTube. Check out a special on YouTube. And uh, if you guys are watching, uh, we have a few more weeks left of the contest. We will be announcing our Dead & Co. winners on June 1st. Are your glasses fogged up? Oh, I'm sweating. I think I'm starting to sweat, buddy. It looks like you have real weird eyebrows. Yeah! Looks looks crazy. Are you going to all three Dead & Company shows? Uh, I'm taking Zach to his first one. And then I had tickets to the last one. I gave them away so someone could watch our dogs. We're going to the Gorge oh, uh, wow. to see, see him. That's cool. Are you going to all three at the Gorge? No, there's two nights at the Gorge. We're camping three nights. We have tickets for one. We may go Saturday. But the other idea is like maybe to just spend the day in the lot hanging out because we're camping all three nights and just mm -hmm. kind of enjoy the festivities. And where is the Gorge? In uh, Washington <laughs> State. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> That's cool. And uh, we're going to put up a little survey on this week's Spotify. When do you think AJ's dreadlock's going to fall out? Yeah, it's let's see. it's kind of close. It's, it's getting close. And if Will you it? bribe me, I'll give it a tug so you win. Will it really fall out? It's getting really thin. So typically they will. And it's, it's evolving. Also, it keeps getting to the point. It's so long that it gets caught up when I sleep and I'm pulling on it so much that it's either going to fall out or get cut off soon. I was going to say I have the same problem with my penis, but I don't think it's going to fall off. So, Come on. <laughs> Excuse me. That was the wrong button. But, yeah, so uh, is John Novosad a hippie? Is John Hippie Man Novosad? One, two, two three. Hippie. Hippie. Yeah, yeah, inevitably hippie. I think he's very hippie, actually. Oh, thanks. Outside yeah. of wanting to fight Billy Joel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could see, I, 
I don't think you're as hippie as I thought you would be, though. Yeah, I get that. But, you know, but the, the it's more like I, you don't collect rocks, but you still believe they have powers. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you're not into the Zodiac, but, you know, the Garden of the Gate speaks to you. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, no. I, I think uh, that it's interesting. The more we do this, the more I realize that it is kind of a – there's a variant. And it, everyone is kind of, you know, one way or the other, but it's kind of figuring out how far you lean. And even if you lean far into the world of being a hippie, we can find things where it's like, oh, well, we thought you would have definitely have been more this way. Well, and right. I, I learned a few things about John that I didn't know. So it was fun talking. It's always a good time uh, yeah, hanging out, John. Fun. And uh, no, I'm happy you could come on the show. And yeah, May 24th, get down to the fucking comedy work. South Club. Yeah. And Thanks, check you guys. that show out. And yeah. Check out his special online after this. If you're like, man, I, I need to kill more time at work or whatever, just put on John's fucking special. It's yeah, hilarious. Yeah, check that out. AJ and I went to the recording. It was very fucking good. It was it was amazing. Go check it out. Yep. So, and he's got a dry bar coming out soon. Yeah, really, just buy the special of John's is what you yeah. should do. Because we're just we, then he'll get support all John any way you can. That's all we're saying. So, yeah. Uh, as always, uh, you can find us on all social medias yep. at Hippie Not Hippie Pod. Subscribe, follow for chances to win on the giveaway. And, and uh, if you're in the Colorado area, check us out Memorial Day weekend doing four live shows at the Vale Comedy Festival. Yeah, and uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Make sure and. Get all the four.